0: Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free. Registration is now open for SEJ Summit 2017. Taking place May 11th at Chicago's Navy Pier, we'll have leading speakers in digital marketing, SEO, social media, and more. Use code NERD for $50 off any ticket type. Learn more at our website, searchenginejournal.com. everyone, welcome to another episode of Search Engine Nerds. My name is Kelsey Jones. I'm the executive editor at Search Engine Journal. And today's episode is with John Henshaw. He is the co-founder of Raven Tools. And Raven Tools is an automated marketing platform that allows you to create automated marketing reports, check out SEO data, um, Data from analytics, being ads, and then help you identify and fix SEO problems. So, I'm talking with John today about uh, why and how page speed affects SEO. I hope you enjoy. John, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So, I asked you what you wanted to talk about today, and you said page speed, which I think is awesome. Um, why, in your opinion, do you think it's so important to talk about now?
1: Well, I think we've reached a point where people are making such slow, junky sites that it's just ruin- ruining the web experience for for a lot of us. Um, I'm talking about just not us nerds, but people in general <laughs> <laughs> who just use the internet. And uh, it's pretty easy to go to just about any site now and... Uh, and unless you're on broadband, and even if you are on broadband, it might take a little while to load. Uh, you have things popping up in front of you. You've got videos loading, um, autoplaying, and it's kind of crazy, and it's incredibly annoying as an end user. And and so the the reason why it's important right now is because uh, unfortunately, it's not because end users have noticed. It's because Google has noticed, and. <laughs> And so they they started uh, going down that the, the road of hey this is a problem we need to change something uh, a couple of years ago, and they uh, have more kind of more recently introduced and are pushing uh, something called AMP, um, which is the accelerated uh, mobile pages, and and so uh, that's. That's why it's important right now is because, at least for us, it's important to Google.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, I have to ask the big question, um, is page speed a ranking factor for Google and Bing?
1: You know, I I don't know if it is for Bing, but Google is on the record for saying that speed is a ranking factor uh, for Google. And, and so, uh, and then it would be consistent with, all of the rest of the propaganda <laughs> that they have been <laughs> saying lately, which, which is basically around uh, we care about speed, we care about mobile, uh, we care about uh, user experience. And, and so, uh, based on what they're focused on right now, and, and based on the fact that they have said publicly that it is a ranking factor, um, then my answer is yes. Bing has been a little more quiet. They don't have this, uh, I would say, the same uh, personalities. Um, public personalities that are more forthright and and are you know telling everybody that like, yes, this is definitely something you need to do. I think if you were to ask somebody on say the being search team, they'd be like, yes, yeah, speed is important, <laughs> but, but I'm I'm not sure they would go so far uh, as as some of the, the people from Google have, have gone. So
0: yeah, Google, like you said, it seems to be a little bit more vocal about it and um, more upfront about this is really important. We introduced AMP, here's some other ways that you can, you know, test your page speed and why it's important.
1: Right, right. Absolutely.
0: So, you know, if we've made it to the step where, you know, the company, you know, if you're a consultant or if you're in house, you know, the, the company you're working for recognizes that it's important, what do you do first? I mean, where do you start when you know you need to increase your page speed but you don't really have a good idea of what to do first?
1: yeah so it's we're at a really interesting time right now because uh, we we have web properties that uh, they don't even know where to begin <laughs> with their site. that It has gotten <laughs> yeah. to the point where it is just it is so uh, loaded with junk on it that uh, really the for for many publishers, the best solution for them seems to be amp right now. And, and, of course, Google is really pushing them to do that. And the reason why is because uh, AMP essentially creates a new document. So, in other words, they can keep their slow, crappy page if they want, um, and if they take the content out of that and they convert that into an AMP page, which canonically actually you know, links back to the, the slow, crappy page but, um, but still has all the content – Um, then Google, you know, they're really pushing for that. And that seems easier on sort of the surface for some of these bigger publishers because they'll be like, okay, yeah, everything is pretty much in a database. It's in our CMS. um, And we can just kind of push it uh, out over here into the AMP format. The the problem with that, at least for the publishers, uh, has, has to do with the fact that all the things that they did to their site that made it crappy are almost always tied to advertising, and 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 even forceful advertising. I mean, the stuff where they're pushing things in front of you, where they're autoplaying videos, kind of like I described earlier. Um, you don't get to do that on an AMP article. So that's that's one thing is that the reason why they were doing it to begin with, they can't even do those things. They can they can still technically have advertising on an AMP page, but they can't have it to the extent that they had before. Um, and so uh, that that's one thing is they're actually losing out on what they were actually going for. Then the other thing is that uh, it is uh, – the presentation is a very controlled, unified presentation of content and very limiting in regards to um, what is what Google is doing with that. And then on top of that, they are hosting the content. And so it's, it's to me a very, very awkward and strange position to put a publisher – in in regards to, uh, I'm going to allow Google to host my content. I'm going to allow and, and meaning that they aren't really going to your site; they're just going to that content. I'm um, going to allow Google to not show all the ads I want to show that my advertisers are paying me uh, to show, um, and and then I'm going to allow them to you know maybe take away my traffic in general because there's no easy or obvious way. To uh, get to uh, their their particular site, or to push other content that you would have typically pushed on your article before, and so so that's that's kind of where we are right now. And then Google themselves are pushing AMP heavily, and they're doing this by the best carrot possible, which is to uh, rank and display these these AMP pages uh, above other non-AMP pages. So 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 they're really in an awkward spot. It's uh, to me. Um, I, I'm very, very wary about it. Um, and it's and right now Google is winning this fight and, and they're winning it because as I've talked to other SEOs who manage um, very large properties with lots of traffic, they are afraid to do any different. they're They're basically saying I hate amp 2 and I don't like all the things like I just you know went through. but if I don't do this, my my client is losing, <laughs> hundreds of thousands and in some cases millions even of uh, page views because of, of what Google's doing with their AMP approach. And so so we so we have that. That's the reality, that's the landscape and and for a lot of publishers, that's they feel like that's their only choice. Um, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today was because I think there's another choice.
0: Oh, another choice. <laughs> I I mean, I kind of agree with you. Like um, Google is sort of forcing people to do AMP. And I get why they're doing it because they've always said that their priority is the user. So if they're just thinking of it from that lens, then I totally get why they're kind of forcing Publishers and SEOs to do it, but that doesn't mean you know, as SEOs or you know, publishers, we can't be frustrated about it at times. Um, I know for Search Engine Journal, we did see a, a traffic increase slightly um, from when you mobile. implemented, yeah, amp. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Facebook Instant Articles not so much, and I think I I think we've at least talked about discontinuing those. I don't know if we have or not, but they. Facebook Instant Articles, which is a whole other thing I know, um, I don't think they let you show ads at all. So not as good, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, the, the thing that bothers me uh, is is this idea of having to, one, create a copy of my content and then, two, mm-hmm. offloading it. Off to Google to however it is they decide to use it or not use it, and and uh, it's it seems so unnecessary because AMP seems like a more of a knee jerk reaction to websites behaving badly, <laughs> yeah. And 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 so the to me the solution's always been there. It's just that we just the people in in charge of our sites and advertising and marketing. Just kind of ran amok, and and they are the reasons why our sites in general, the ones that we control, have become um, such bad actors <laughs> in, in all of this. And and so yeah. I, I think, one of the things I did a couple of weeks ago because it, it's like I said, it's been in my mind and it's been frustrating me, um, is I put together just it's like a one page site uh it's not even it's not even like a raven branded thing it's literally just a site put together called uh makefastsites.com and i and i put together cuz people are like well, what can i do how can i not have to do this and and how can i speed up my site and there are five things that i addressed on that um and the the number one thing that people could do if they if if they wanted to make it so that amp was not necessary i'm not saying that they they can abandon it yet But if you're going to actually make a point that you actually don't need AMP, then the only way to do that is to actually make a fast site. And these are all within reach of any site that's out there if if they would sort of just go back and refactor how they've put their sites together. And so the number one thing um, that I've been pushing is you just need to refactor your code. And these are things that come straight out of even Google's mouth, which is... Um, instead of, of having tons and tons of JavaScript, and, and many sites will just run libraries of JavaScript that aren't even used on the majority of the pages, uh, and they have to load even because of where they put it in their code. They have to load even before the rest of page loads. If they were to actually go in and, uh, and take account of what is the code I have on my site, what am I actually using it for, then a lot of them are going to find out. Well, oh, we're not actually using it on most of these pages, and therefore maybe I should only include this JavaScript on the pages it's used on. And and then another component is, uh, I can uh, put that. I can load that code at the end of the page, which is recommended best practices. Um, I cannot make 50 calls to 50 different JavaScript. Files and CSS files, um, which all slow down the ability for uh, the page to load. So, the, so those things are all very doable and are not um, that complicated for uh, a, a decent, you know, webmaster. Um, the, the next thing is kind of funny to me because to me it's almost like something Google created, uh, and that is the use of web fonts. And, and so Google has their Google Fonts, and they're awesome, and it's like, oh, now I have, I have a whole selection of completely different fonts that I can use that will work on any browser. Uh, the problem is, is that just taking one font uh, from them, I think even like Lado, which is a very common one that, that Google provides, uh, it, if, you, if you get all the styles from it, which is italic, um, you know, getting like a bold, uh, the, all those different things – it ends up being well over a megabyte, and so then you get a, a web designer in there who wants to make everything look good, which is a, a good thing to do. Um, they end up using sometimes three or more fonts uh, and all these things have to load, and you're talking about megabytes of of fonts that have to load, especially considering this you know on a mobile device that's not even connected to broadband necessarily. Um, that's just a huge amount of data that access to load in order for your site to even look right. And so the second thing that I've been pushing people to do is use system fonts. And system fonts are things like the San Francisco font on Mac, which looks fantastic and is made for screens. And and so, and so they don't have to be loaded. And so uh, if you were to instead just use the system fonts, fonts, call the system fonts in CSS instead of having to load something, it ends up looking great on pretty much every device in every operating system and nothing has to download. Uh, so the third one, and this is one I've been talking about for years now, especially when I do presentations at conferences, and that is doing uh, image optimization. So over the years, everybody's gotten really lazy, uh, thinking that because we have broadband, um, we can kind of just throw anything on there that we want because any you know the the network can handle it. Uh, they have they're just throwing on gigantic image files and. Uh-huh. And they aren't um, not only are they big um, they, they just aren't optimized in general for delivery and in many cases you can uh, resize uh, you can you can compress and optimize all of these images and you can even serve different images to different screen sizes using standardized uh, HTML uh, and, and so so that that's a third one um, the the fourth one is a really big one, and this is something where I've been pushing people to do this now because it's easy and it's free, and that is switching to HTTP 2, which is a significantly faster uh, protocol uh, for for delivering web pages, and it requires SSL now. So you kind of like knock two things out uh, with in, with one stone, and the 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 place I've been pushing people is is just to set it up with Cloudflare. Which with which Google is actually an investor in, <laughs> and and Cloudflare has a free account that you can use with any site, and and, it, and it's literally just a handful of steps, and you can automatically give your site SSL, and you can serve everything through HTTP two, and it will GZIP compress it, and it does all the things, and you don't have to pay a cent. Um, That's and awesome. Then, yeah, and then, and then the last part is just improving UX. The last part is a little more. Um, subjective, <laughs> but uh, it, it really has to do with what can you learn when you look at why people, why end users, and why Google likes ant pages. Well, it's because it provides a better user experience by uh, making it so that people can actually read and digest. The content instead of having four columns <laughs> in your view and having things blinking and popping in front of your your face the entire time. Uh, but I would say the those first four: the refactoring the code, the using system fonts, uh, optimizing the images, and and moving over to HTTP two and using SSL. Um, in particular, I, I recommend Cloudflare. If 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 publishers just did those four things, I think that uh, it would dramatically speed up their sites and and improve how they're delivered and get us closer to a point where we don't necessarily need AMP and you would probably see a boost in rankings.
0: Yeah, I agree. I um, Going back to the first thing you said um, about refactoring your code, do plugins tie into that? Because I know that um, SEJ is built on WordPress and our developer went through and cleaned out all the plugins that we don't use and was saying that that can really slow down your site as well.
1: Yes. That, in fact, that is a huge factor for people who use WordPress. And I'm, I'm an avid WordPress user and, and, uh, and I have experienced the same thing. <laughs> um, and it, it's funny because it, it typically happens um, for sites that will go and, and find a, a pre-made theme. Because what happens is, is you have uh, these theme makers, you know, they're trying to make it awesome. They, the ones that people want to download and use the most are the ones that seem to do the most. And, and in order for uh, those themes to do <laughs> what they're selling, uh, the person who downloads it quickly finds out that, oh, there are eight required plugins <laughs> that, that have to <laughs> used to do all these really cool things I just saw on this theme. Um, and that doesn't include all the plugins you want to use. Uh, already which is uh, you may want to use uh, Jetpack which actually does a lot of really cool things uh, but, all, but uses a lot of JavaScript you may want to use um, uh, I'm not sure how much in this case JavaScript or, or CSS uh, this uses but you might want to use Yoast uh, for your SEO and then you might want to use a, you know, several other plugins that you typically uh, put on most of your WordPress sites and so you've just jumped to 10 or more and then the majority of these, as you were just saying, typically typically use a bunch of JavaScript. And then on top of that, to go back to where I said people are using JavaScript that they either don't need or they're doubling up, When a lot of these plugins use the same libraries, um, but they aren't smart enough to detect if that library is already being included from another plugin. <laughs> and, and so – so what you end up having having is sometimes even multiple versions of jQuery. I mean, it's it's crazy, and so so you end up you add all these plugins, you activate them, and and you have tons of JavaScript and you have Java JavaScript that is actually um, uh, the same as other JavaScript <laughs> on your site, and it's it's horrible.
0: Yeah, I think I think for the basic SEO who maybe isn't as advanced, that's probably gets really frustrating, and so I I. I like to tell everyone, you know, if you're getting into SEO, you should definitely learn JavaScript and CSS and HTML and all that stuff, obviously, because these kind of things pop up and it, it does make a huge difference for not only the speed of your site, but the overall design and fixing problems.
1: Right. I, you know, my, my biggest recommendation is not the most practical recommendation, but it's the right way to do it. Uh, And that is. I generally uh, when, when people ask me like, how do you do it? How, what's the perfect way you know, to, to go about doing this?" And I'm talking about as far as uh, WordPress and and how you put together your themes and, and the type of features you want. And that is, I highly, highly recommend that uh, people go out and they pick a mobile first framework, something similar to like bootstrap or Zurb. Uh, foundation, uh, Zurb foundation is what I use. I think it's actually better. Um, and so you pick one of those and then you can either take a bare bones WordPress theme, which is just literally bare bones. Uh, or you could even, uh, download a, a theme that uses that framework already. So for example, I know Zurb foundation has a WordPress kind of bare bones, um, Theme and I'm pretty sure Bootstrap does too. I mean, I can't imagine that it, it wouldn't. These are all open source, usually available on GitHub. And then you you go ahead and build your theme out um, by hand using one of one of those barebone themes. And 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 that is the only way I I do mine today. Uh, and that's because it lets you control everything. And and you basically are able to even do the features you need to do if you want to do something. That typically you would just it was just easy just to download the the simple plugin that does this one particular action. Figure out how to do it um, using the functions PHP file. You know, figure out a way to do it using your own custom theme and something you know, throw in a function um, so that you can ultimately do what you guys said you know you were doing, which is consolidating all the JavaScript, getting rid of the stuff you don't use and consolidating it, and then making sure it also gets placed in the right place. So for example, when I create my own custom theme, then I'm able to you know, make sure that the JavaScript links are in the footer, not up in the head area. And, and so those are all things that, that when you do that, you get to control everything. And it's all about getting control of stuff. And I, I realize that is not um, practical for everybody, but it should be practical if you're working for a decent-sized company. Uh, you know, you should have a developer who could do that if you can't do that yourself. And then, of course, if you're an SEO, and this is obviously a, you know, technical podcast, uh, nerd podcast, uh, if you don't know how to do that, you should start trying to figure out how to because it's going to be in your uh, to your benefit.
0: Yes, I agree. So um, moving past, you know, what is a priority and what you should be looking at in order to increase uh, page read, how do you, for... Um, those listening who just don't have any idea, what are some ways to test page
1: speed? So the, uh, I, the best way that i found are kind of the tried and true you know, type ways, which is the Google page speed tool, which now it kind of pushes you to their mobile tool, which is fine too. I, I still like uh, the page speed tool. I, I think it'll be around for a while. Um, you, I, I've always been a really big fan of GT Metrics. Uh, because they combine uh, different uh, services. So they, they use sort of the Google code, and they use the YSlow code. Um, so I've always, I've always liked them. I've used them for many, many years. Um, that's, that's generally how I do it. I mean, other, other than uh, if you're looking at it from a development standpoint, the, probably the, the best technical way to do it is to use Chrome, the Chrome browser, and to use DevTools. Because uh, their dev tools will actually show you uh, where uh, uh, the slowdowns are and what 's taking so long and and so if you can start to uh, visualize those which is which the dev tools help you do, then you can attack those individual items and then make it so they 're no longer an issue so So I would say from a a development standpoint it 's going to be dev tools inside of Chrome uh, from a just a general where am I? Uh, from a third-party access point, I would use something at like GT Metrics or or just Google's PageSpeed tool or or mobile tool.
0: Gotcha. And is the is PageSpeed pretty standard across device and platform? I mean, obviously, internet speed makes a difference for the user, but you know, if the tool says it's a certain speed, is it is that going to be pretty consistent? Or sh- and should it be?
1: I've I've found that it is. Um, it should be. The, the only exception I have found has to do with on, on like different continents. Um, so, for example, um, it's, it's the reason why Amazon Web Services has networks in, in different regions um, across the world. And, and that's because um, when we've done things where we only uh, hosted an app or hosted content on, say, the, the East. AWS network or whatever we would have people in Australia just being like man this is slow <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 so so it's, so the answer is kind of a yes and no and and that's actually it can and that's why uh, I encourage people to use something like cloudflare which actually distributes everything out same thing with that Amazon Web Services does with their CloudFront service um, which is everything gets uh, gets kind of copied and cached on different networks throughout the world so that that content is able to be fast. Um, so that's, so the question was sort of, is it, does it end up, you know, being the same speed on the same devices and this and that and in different places? Well, it, geographically, uh, it could slow down if you are not serving it from a network that is close uh, to their region. Um, in regards to devices, um, I would say that unless you're running something really slow or there's some reason why it's slowing down your, your mobile um, device, uh, you, it, it should be the same. Uh, now, I, I, if you were to use um, dev tools on Chrome, it actually has the ability to mimic um, speed. So, so in other words, when you, when you use the online tools like Google PageSpeed tool, or even GT metrics, it's just relying on its connection to your site, period. Um, however, it doesn't take into account if somebody has a really slow connection. And so DevTools does that. They, it gives you the ability to see what it looks like on a particular device and then to also look at how long it would uh, take to load if somebody had like a really slow connection. So, so in that case, um, those online tools don't do that but DevTools would.
0: Okay, yeah, that's really helpful. And I didn't even think about um, the different countries having an impact, so that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's a very real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, we've learned that with Raven in our app um, when when we didn't have certain files um, being being delivered from the actual region outside the US, and people were just like, why is this so slow? And we're like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um all right. So one last, you know, kind of heavy hitting question to to wrap it up today. Um, how do you think Google's mobile first index um is gonna factor into the importance of page speed?
1: Well, I so I, I think I just read the other day, I probably even read it on Search Engine Journal, um, that apparently they haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, they haven't switched over yet. Uh but I If I look at it more this way, which is, it's 2017, (laughs) and (laughs) and if webmasters and SEOs are not approaching uh, sites and optimizing their sites from a mobile first perspective, then uh, I mean. That's a bigger problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in, other, in other words, it's already here. It's not even like it just got here. It's like it's been here. Yeah. And and so this needs to happen anyways. This needs to happen just from a purely UX perspective. Uh, and because there are more searches done on mobile, um, you know, that's, that's why you need to be focused on mobile. As far as Google switching to uh, mobile first index, that's just more like. Yeah, duh. I think I think that has more to do with can it render on mobile correctly uh-huh. than is it fast. I I know that Google has publicly stated that they're they're looking at speed more from a mobile perspective, and so there's the assumption that it only affects mobile, and then and and maybe that will only affect the mobile uh, index. Um, but I think I think I think number one. SEOs need to be focused on mobile now, and they should have been focused on it a long time ago. Uh, and then number two, um, speed is speed is speed. And, uh-huh. and, and the fact that, that Google is moving to a mobile index, uh, the answer is, yes, speed's going to matter, but I think speed matters now already. It doesn't even – in other words, the fact that they're moving to that doesn't matter because speed already matters, period. And, and so people need to be doing this regardless.
0: Gotcha. That wasn't the catalyst. That's just another thing to layer on, in a way.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think the mobile index has more to do with. Uh, this is where the trend is going. I mean, this is, this is where we think everything needs to be. Um. And so, we're going to kind of push you there if you aren't there yet. It's and 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 I guess what I'm saying is, if SEOs aren't there yet, that's a bigger problem. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I mean, if anything, they're, they're basically doing this just to get the stragglers and, and, <laughs> and to, and to get anybody who just is not thinking about mobile, you know, it's, it's sort of like, maybe you don't have a good SEO or you don't have any SEO working at your, your company or for your site. And, and Google's basically saying, Hey, we're, this is a mobile first index. Our index is based on mobile. And, and, uh, if that doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will.
0: Yes. Well, I think that's a good point to end on. So, um, John, thank you so much for joining me and a lot of good stuff today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it.
0: Again, this is Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal.